eternal God, our heavenly Father. Well, Lord, we owe you worship and praise. God, no matter what's going on in our world, oh God, you deserve the best. Oh God, we pray now that you will draw nearer to us. God, that we might worship you in spirit and in truth. Oh God, I pray that you'll use your vessel to proclaim your word. Oh God, without you, I can do nothing. But God, with you, all things are possible. I decrease in order that you might increase. Have your way, O oh Lord. This we pray in Jesus' name. Let every heart say amen. Amen. Union Wesley, we thank God for those that are streaming this morning. We thank God for the ability and the capacity uh, to bring worship wherever you are. Uh, we thank God for technology that allows us to still worship. And we said on Wednesday night that worship is not about a place, but worship is about God. Uh, and God is not a God of some place, but God is a God of everywhere. So it is my prayer that everywhere today that we're worshiping and we're honoring our God. To those that are streaming, I got to ask you a question. On Thursday, I did a little piece with uh, Facebook Live and I ask you uh, to do something to prepare for this Sunday service question is did you do it some of you are saying what did you ask I, I, I want to remind you I asked you that on Sunday if you would get up and get dressed amen we, we are going to worship and sometimes when you get up and get dressed uh, it helps you to know that we're going somewhere so I hope today that you're up and you're dressed uh, but then I ask you to invite somebody invite those that live in your house uh, invite those that are family and friends of yours invite them to watch the service with you and then thirdly I ask you uh, to put the service to stream the service on the largest TV that you have in your house. We want to blow up worship is what we want to do today. And so I want to thank you in advance for doing what this pastor asked as we now receive the word that God has in store for us today. I want to call your attention back just to one verse. Uh, the scripture seems familiar because it's the same scripture uh, that we shared with you on last Sunday. Um, it's an old well, but we pray to God that he'll allow us to extract some fresh water today. Uh, Ephesians chapter 3 verse number 20 uh, says this, Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all, that we could ask or think 
according to the power that worketh in us. I want to talk again from the thought strange praise. I want to call it strange praise part two. We talked about strange praise part one. That was last Sunday, but I want to talk about strange praise part two. Amen. Paul is sitting in prison. He is under the rulership of the Roman Empire. And the emperor of the day is Nero. Paul is sitting in prison giving God a praise from a place that he should not have been able to give a praise from. Paul gives a praise from a place where life seems to be rough. It's rough for him because he had been in prison for preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. Hear me somebody, it, it speaks volumes about our relationship with God. When we can be in a situation that looks like it ain't got no praise nowhere. But you can give a praise in a place where it looks like ain't no praise nowhere in the room. It seems like when you look at where you are. You ought to be crying, but instead, you've got to praise. It seems like you should be lamenting or expressing grief, but you have a praise. You are able to say in a difficult place, in a strange place, now unto him who is able to do abundantly above all we could ever ask, or think are you listening to me Union Wesley what releases the hand of God for favor in our life is not how loud you shout what releases the hand of God and the favor of God in our life is not your dance in the sanctuary what releases the hand of God and the favor of God in your life is not how loud you speak in tongues. It's not whether or not you've got a hand wave in the sanctuary. What releases God's favor in our life is your faithfulness to God when difficult situations give us legitimate reasons and excuses as to why we should not be doing anything. Some people, when they deal with the pressures of life, it makes them, hear me somebody, it makes them meaner. There are other people who deal with the situations of life and it makes them bitter. There are other people that deal with the pressures of life, hear me somebody, and it makes them cuss. But there are other people who deal with the pressures of life and it makes them sweeter. It's all about what is in you. And hear me, Jesus said it best, what's in a man 
will come out of a man hear me what is in you comes out of you when life begins to squeeze you anybody know anything about feeling like you being squeezed right about now anybody know anything about feeling pressed right about now anybody know anything about feeling squashed or in a chokehold right about now you and wesley our lives are being squeezed is what they are school systems have closed colleges and universities have shut down unnecessary places of business are now closed the stock market is having a fit people are waiting on a stimulus check to pay some bills but the stimulus check has not arrived yet our lives are being squeezed some people when their lives are squeezed they complain other people when their lives are squeezed again they cuss then there are some people that are just like the apostle paul when their lives are squeezed they begin to praise god all the more what is it that you're dealing with right now that is causing your life to be squeezed and the challenge is are you going to cuss fuss or complain or are you going to give the lord a praise hear me somebody you can't complain and give praise at the same time either you're going to complain and not praise or you're going to come or you're going to praise and not complain but you cannot do both the text says now unto him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or think are you listening to me this morning the word now is the link between my difficulty and god's unlimited ability now is the bridge between your difficulty and god's unlimited possibility what do your bills look like now what doubts do you have now what sickness are you dealing with now what distress do you have now now means that God's ability works right now in the situation that I'm in now connects my current reality with God's ability we tend to overlook the nearness of God when we go through our challenges we think that God is somewhere far far away but I want to encourage somebody this morning that the God that we serve is not far far away but the bible declares that one of the names of jesus is emmanuel which means god with us whatever you're dealing with and whatever you're facing please know that the god that we serve is with us and he is not far far away are you listening to me 
Can I give you a nugget right here? Uh, our misery does not cancel out our ministry. Oh, that was good. I, I could hear you saying amen right here in the sanctuary, wherever you are. I'm going to repeat it one more time. Our misery does not cancel our ministry. Hear me somebody, just because you're going through something uncomfortable does not mean that you can't do ministry. Just because you're having some major problems and some major troubles in areas of your life does not mean that you can't do ministry. You and I cannot cancel our ministry because of the place of our misery. Listen, I can't, I can't stop teaching because I'm going through some misery. I can't stop singing. And I hope all of you were singing along with the musicians this morning because we can't stop singing because we're going through some misery right now. And we can't stop working because we're going through some misery right now. And hear me preachers, we can't stop preaching because we're experiencing some misery right now. Just because you're experiencing some misery does not mean that you and I have to cancel our ministry. If we were doing ministry before the coronavirus, then we ought to continue to do ministry even now. It might mean it's ministry in a creative or a different way, but it's still ministry. Are you listening to me? You and I must keep on doing what we've been doing before all of this started to happen. Are you with me, Union Wesley? Amadeus Mozart, musicologists say, was one of the greatest composers and musicians that ever lived. Hear me, music is not my discipline. So I would not, my discipline is the Bible, but I'm telling you what musicologists say about Mozart saying that he was the, at the top of the game. He grew up in a home with an, catch the word, an explosive daddy. His father was known as exploiting his talents. After Mozart was old enough, he left home and he moved to Venice. When he got there, he couldn't find a job. For six years, for six years, he had no job. Just living hand to mouth. He would move 11 times in 13 years. Still living from hand to mouth and from mouth to hand. What was interesting about Mozart is during the time of his moving and living from hand to mouth, Mozart never stopped writing music. No job. But he kept on writing music. Nowhere to live. But he kept on writing music. Under pressure. But he kept on writing music. I don't know who I'm talking to today, but, but God has called you and he's called me to keep on doing the things that we've been doing.
you and I have no reason to stop doing ministry because of our ministry lift your head up and throw your shoulders back and keep on doing what you've been doing keep on doing ministry because nobody knows how long it's going to be to be in the situation that we're in but just keep on doing what you've been doing keep on doing what God has called you and I to do somebody ought to say I know that's right Paul was sitting in prison and he writes a letter to the church at Ephesus to encourage them he does not want them to be discouraged but he wants them to understand that his job is also to be a blessing to somebody else Paul can write a letter to encourage people while sitting in jail you and I can do ministry in spite of our misery when I think about the misery that the Lord Jesus Christ went through when I think about how many times he was beaten when I think about how they nailed him to a cross for my sins and for your sins but he didn't stop doing ministry then it makes what you and I are going through seem like peanuts seem minute and ancillary you and I ought to be encouraged today that even in the midst of misery keep on doing ministry hear me somebody our assignment is to be a blessing to others for the glory of God anybody know that you've been going through some things for the past few weeks but you and I have learned how to give what we're going through to the Lord while we go on and do ministry to help somebody else the only way to make being a blessing a priority hear me somebody the only way to make being a blessing a priority over dealing with your burdens is to affirm that God is able you gotta sometimes talk to yourself and you gotta tell yourself that God is able you gotta affirm that God is able Paul says to the church at Ephesus at least you're free and I'm here locked up and if I can praise God and be locked up then surely you ought to be able to praise God with where you are and what you're dealing with because I'm locked up and you're free hear me I don't care what we face I don't care what we go through you and I are still free that we can praise God no matter what it is that we face you and I must give God praise and we must bless others we must do ministry in the midst of misery hear me you don't ever know what people are dealing with you never know what people are going through and sometimes even the people that live under the same roof as you you don't know what they're really going through even people that got the same last name as you got the same blood running in their veins as you have in yours you never really know what people are going through but if God can be praised by them then hear me God can be praised by you and me if they can smile 
then you and I can smile. If they can speak to others, then you and I can speak to others. If they can give God praise, then you and I can give God praise. You ain't the only one going through some miserable moment right now. You ain't the only one whose child is acting crazy. You ain't the only one that's sick. You ain't the only one that's lost a loved one. You ain't the only one that's going through a divorce. The question is, how was Paul able to praise God from prison? Now, under him. That's how I'm able to get up when I really don't want to get up. Now, under him. That's how I'm able to keep going even when I'm struggling. Now, under him. That's how I'm able to be nice to folk that aren't nice to me. Now, unto him. The issue is, hear me somebody, the issue is where do you place your focus? I got to say that again. The issue is where do you place your focus? You and I have to make a deliberate choice. To not focus on what is causing our misery. Hear me somebody. I'm not talking about being in denial. I'm not talking about you acting like it ain't what it is. But what I am saying is that you and I must make a deliberate choice. Not to focus on what is causing our misery. You have to be deliberate and intentional about placing your focus on God. Hear me the word, are y'all listening to me today? The word unto, Paul says now unto, unto in Greek means in English to turn to. Oh, that's good somebody. Unto in Greek, it means in English to turn to. Somebody say turn to. So it really means in English, now turn to. Can you see misery in your life? Now turn to. Difficulty in your life? Now turn to. Disappointment in your life? Now turn to. You and I have to quit staring at our problems now turn to hear me now under him it's not some nice scripture to quote I must turn away from what is frustrating me I must turn away from what is causing me to be angry I must turn away from what is discouraging me. I must turn away from what is bothering me or irritating me. I must turn away from what is trying to steal my joy. Hear me, it's easy to turn away 
or it ain't easy to turn away from your problems but I hope that you could see what Paul is saying Paul is saying that if I'm looking at my problem over here Paul is saying I want you now to turn to so he wants us to turn in the direction of where God is and if God is over here I'm turning my attention I'm looking in the direction of the one who wakes me up every morning and the one who keeps me every day of my life if you don't get anything else now turn to stop turning and staring at the issues and start turning and looking at the one that gives you strength every day of your life now turn to if you don't say amen, I got to say amen myself. Listen, I'm going to start, I'm going to start, not this week, I'm going to start today. I'm going to stop focusing on the problems and the issues. It's not like I'm in denial, but I'm not giving them all of my focus, all of my attention, and all of my time. I'm focusing on God. Somebody say amen. Amen. That was for me, somebody. Listen, listen, when you turn to the problem, hear me, somebody, then what you and I begin to do is we begin to worship our problem. And we don't worship our God. When we worship our problems, our problems dictate our actions. Hear me, I refuse to allow the coronavirus to steal all of my attention. I refuse to spend so much time dealing with that and I spend less time on my knees and less time in God's word and less time in the presence of God. Now turn to our focus, our focus should be on God and, and hear me hear me sometimes we turn to other people and we got some good people that that we turn to we got some good friends and and listen we got a good pastor y'all hear me uh, we got some good counselors and and listen a good parents and, and you got a good boo hear me hear me they are good they are fine they listen to us and they pray for us they encourage us but hear me it's a dangerous thing to put all your dependency on somebody else the God that I serve sometimes will allow other people that we turn to to be shut down or in the same situation like us so that you and I might learn how to lean and to depend on God anybody know that you're leaning and you're depending on the Lord today you ain't leaning on some other human being because they're not able to help get you out of what it is that you're in we thank God that he is able he is able to get us out of whatever it is is we can get in God can get us out somebody say I know that's right yeah we we sometimes turn to people more than we turn to God and God is able can I give you another nugget real quick and I'm gonna be done turning to God means I no longer see God through the filter of my difficulty but now I see my difficulty through the lens of God's power and God's ability. Listen, it, it's all about what you and I choose to focus on. So I don't know where you are today, where you're streaming, but I'm here to tell you focus, focus, 
center yourselves on God. Focus on him. Because here may God, he's able to get you out of whatever it is that you're in. But here may God is so powerful that if he doesn't get you out, God will keep you in it. If he doesn't get you out of it, he'll keep you right in the middle of it. Anybody know that God will keep you right in the middle of it? In the middle of sickness, he'll keep you. In the middle of unemployment, he'll keep you. In the middle of marital unrest, he'll keep you. In the middle of this tragedy and this virus, he'll keep us right in the middle of our problems and in the middle of our trouble. He'll keep us right in the middle of it. Hear me, that was God's word long before Isaac Carey made it popular. He'll keep us right in the middle of it. And you'll be able to smile and you'll be able to worship and you'll be able to praise God. You'll even be able to shout right in the middle of it. God will keep us in the middle of it. Union Wesley, be encouraged. Give God what seems to be strange praise in the middle of it. Amen. Every head bowed, every eye closed.